Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez Hi, from John. the Howard Stern Show. And for some really stupid reason, you're listening Insufferable Bastards. Great name for a podcast, morons. All right, I won't even start the... I, I just screwed up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger, joined by my co-host after a week respite, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. Okay, so we just recorded like about five, six minutes, and then I... Well, we didn't record because I forgot to hit the record button. I looked down, it was green. I was like, oh, whoops. So sorry about that, Brian. Well, all I was doing was complimenting you on... Your incredible analysis last week on last week's episode concerning Halloween kills. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Halloween kills again because Brian was working last week and I did it alone. The movie came out a week ago and everyone said something about it, but I wanted to hear what Brian had to say. And just what you were saying before I realized that I wasn't recording is, and you made a good point, people crap all over the Rob Zombie Halloween. But, I mean, I thought... I think if you take like, all right, cut out the first whatever half of Rob Zombie's Halloween where you get all that backstory of Michael Myers. From the time Jason shows up, that's a much better movie than Michael Halloween Myers. Kills. What did I say, Jason? Yeah, but because Sorry. basically Halloween Kills is a Jason right. movie. I, I, to me, it's a, yeah, it's a sequel. It's a, it's a, you know, yeah, it's a sequel to Friday the 13th down to Anthony Michael Hall as uh, Tommy Jarvis. And, and again, I, I was also saying like, that first Halloween is so great because you're watching, you don't know anything about the boogeyman. And each movie in that franchise has tried to explain what the boogeyman is, tried to say, well, was he a member of a cult? Was he this? Was he that? Um, and like, at least Rob Zombie, all right, take away that he tried to, but at least him giving Michael Myers childhood, like, you're seeing more of that and that's more based in like how every kid how we are known now to uh to, to grow up to be serial killers you know you kill an animal you know you kill some kid in school you know yeah he looked like, at it he looked at it sort of seriously probably unnecessary but unnecessary at the end serious, of the day i, think I, that's, it, I that's thought it was more disturbing way. you know than yeah, than, than this that, movie than halloween kills well how this halloween movie is i am dumbfounded why it is why so many people do dig it in the sense that like i guess it's the slasher movie everyone wanted because there's no point to this movie at all right that first movie uh the halloween movie uh the you know the danny Mc, you know let's just call it the kenny powers halloween all right for shorthand you know who we're talking about yeah david gordon Um, alan green and like the kenny powers halloween i a first off i forgot about it I don't right. remember anything about it. It's a forgettable movie. Other than that, Jamie Lee Curtis, for a week there, was the greatest uh, action female action hero ever. She's seeking revenge. She's kicking ass and taking names. And then in the this, this sequel, Halloween Kills, it's kind of like you forgot that she was this badass woman, badass grandma, yeah. kicking ass. And now she's, re- you know, relegated to like lying in a hospital bed crying. Yeah, talking I, to some guy that's gonna die. It's just bizarre. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't so bothered by the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis isn't in a lot. But I see your point. It was just v- bizarre. I mean, one thing people have been comparing this. I think it's a valid comparison. They're comparing it to that second 
new Star Wars movie. It was like The Force Awakens, right? Oh. And then the, what's his name? Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson came in and yeah. had a lot of stuff with like, remember they went they went gambling, there was a side mission, and there was something about child, child labor slaves who, but they could do the Force. Sure. And it was just, well, yeah, it was just all over the place. Like the, uh, that, Force Awakens, but I thought that was fine, but those two sequels were so jumbled and felt so rushed, and it didn't feel, and now it's been confirmed, the filmmakers never really came up with, here's what the first movie's going to be about, and then the second one's going to take the characters here, and the third one's going to take them over there. It was just, they made it up with each movie. And so there's that's what this movie felt like, down to a T. It's probably, my, my, I have like, that's one of my big problems with it, Halloween Kills, is that it just seems rushed and it it, it it seems like they didn't think they were going to make it and then all of a sudden the last one was a big hit and they're like, oh man, we got another one? All right, let's just do something real quick. We got to get two of them out. Two more, got to get out. This is a trilogy now. Why? See, I don't I know. Like they were, they just kind of said, hey, you know what? This one doesn't matter. Yeah, no, because, you know, that's we, been said. We have to have filler because in the second, in the in the final one, that's there'll be one. the big, the big, which we thought was a final battle between all the, the women in the last one. Cause I even forget, like, you know, the, there was a daughter and a granddaughter, right. You know, who Com- are barely in this completely sidelined, completely sidelined in this movie. And they're only in part three to make you feel sympathy at certain points. You know, grandma gets hurt in the beginning. Then mom, something happens to mommy. And then the daughter, you know, spoiler alert, we should say, you know the mom, the daughter, the daughter is. You know what is she going to become? The new Michael Myers by the third one. You know, grandma's going to have to kill mom, uh, granddaughter. Oh, jeez, I didn't even I, think I, that. I, this 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 whole movie is a freaking mess. It was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying and, to think. Like, all right, so I talked about it last week, and I, I named the episode, or I put on all the, uh, you know, who the heck script. is Lonnie? Who's Lonnie? And people got in, got on a uh, uh, social media and said. Well, Lonnie was the kid that Donald Pleasant said in the first film, famously, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Well, that's because they have no life and they watch that movie every day. No, 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 no. I'm not saying this is negative. I didn't, uh, I I just didn't realize, okay, that's who, here's, and that's, it brings me to my second main problem. Well, a lot of people did, but it brings me to my second major problem with Halloween Kills is that like everything else, like the Marvel Universe and every comic book movie made and and i keep wanting to call it zune it's not it's i'm talking about dune but i call it zune i don't know why the problem with (laughs) zune that's another one while i read the book everyone compares it you have to have all these other media experiences like halloween is not a multiverse i don't want to hear about different timelines i don't want to hear that comic book stuff dragged into it because it just props up a bad plot and a bad movie it drives me nuts so like the fact that I didn't know who Lonnie was, I'm not like ashamed or embarrassed by that. The movie should have explained it better. You know, like it, you don't need all this fan service and all this, these Easter eggs, you, you know, you don't have to be all that geek well, stuff. That's all this movie was. That's not a, that's not me. a Halloween movie. You know, that's, that's not needed. This whole movie to me was fan service. This, that's all it was. And I think, you know, cause I did go back cause I don't get any of those references. I didn't know who Lonnie was. Were you confused? Was it just me, or the, did did it really seem like no, he had, a, he had an outsized role? Like I don't he, know who Anthony Michael Hall was. I guess that was supposed to be Paul Rudd. 
That's the Paul Rudd character. Or he was a little oh, no. kid and then he came back as Paul Rudd in part five. Oh, I didn't realize he was in part five. I know it was that was the, the kid Lori babysat. I, just, that's, I knew that as far as. Come on. But nobody can, still, Right, it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter. He was six years old. What the hell? That? Now he's like, you know, and, and he gives this. You think it's a big Halloween party scene? He gives up in this big downer speech about I, the whole town dying. I, I thought about like, that. Like, was that a joke? I couldn't. Yeah, I, I think back to that. Yeah, what was that <laughs> scene? That it's so bizarre. I mean, it was just nuts, man. I, and that's what, like they had the, the the masks from Halloween three. They had characters or references to other Halloween movies. I just. I don't. I'm not that invested in these movies to get all that. So I. I and and I, you even mentioned it in your podcast last week that we're not into those like stupid like sidebar things, Easter egg things. Yeah. We just want a movie. I just want to watch the movie. Give me a good self-contained movie. And this was so over the top, so gore for gore's sake. Now listen, I'm going to say this. Uh, I. I don't know the makeup artist. I met him one year at a horror convention, you know, hung out with him. He showed me all these early photos when he was working on this other tales from the crypt movie, Chris Nelson, he won an Oscar. He plays the bride's husband in uh, kill bill. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. So he was an actor slash makeup artist. I think he did a phenomenal job. Like the gore in this movie is good. Mm. Like I'm not going to knock it. Like it's, but that's all. That's the only thing. Like you had some cool music. And you had, excuse me, you had some really cool kills in this movie. But take that, but that's, I don't want to watch a movie just for that stuff. You're right. Like, Especially, I, and I guess the, 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 the main thing with this movie is because you and I, and I said this in the last week's, in last week's podcast too, and we've said it a hundred times before, we're such big fans of Danny McBride and David, yeah. is his name David Gordon Green? I, I don't know. David Gordon know. Green. I don't yes. know why these guys got to have three names. That's annoying to me. Yeah. Like, so the expectations are high. So maybe that uh, that's on us, but yeah, I mean, Twitter, uh, uh, to me, the initial reaction, uh, at least on the insufferable bastard Twitter feed is, uh, w- w- was pretty much roundly negative, but it seemed to grow. And then if you look at, uh, but it's roundly negative, but the movie's a huge hit. Well, right, That's yeah, because drives me nuts. Well, it seems it, it turned a corner. Now it's all like positive. Like I was, I was surprised by like you know Nate Rand, our mutual friend. He loved it. He was on there, like he he said on uh one of the threads there. Uh, oh, I think he alluding to me. I think we have a Rob Zombie Halloween fan here. And and again, I would say. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, but you take, you know, when Rob Zombie finally gets to telling the first Halloween, when Michael Myers actually shows up, forget all the backstory stuff, it's a better movie than this. It's scarier. It's, it's more scarier. disturbing. Everyone this kept saying, was not everyone kept scary. saying Halloween Kills was brutal, brutal. I mean, I don't know if it was like to me, Michael Myers and that I Rob Zombie. The whole time. I what? laughed. The yeah, whole there's time. a lot of. I was laughing at the violence in this movie. I laughed because I was like, wait, is this really happening? It's yeah. Is this, are they taking this seriously? There's some, yeah. Like, I mean, just the beginning when Lenny Clark and it's all over Twitter. Now it's a meme <sighs> when he goes into the bathroom and he's like, whatever, there's a, there's a big guy in our bathroom. <laughs> like what? My, I, all right. Here's a truth be told. I did watch this with my nephew. I was like, come on, man, your first scary movie. He got freaked out, but it's the music that does it. The, he's like in third grade, like, though, right? I mean, we should yes, just for the record. Like, I know, I know, somebody's gonna jump out. I know the way they're making me look this way. Something's gonna happen. I know it. I know it. So uh, he was calling it out, but it just, you know, we got. He was disturbed by the Lenny Clark scene because it is, it, he was like, 
He goes, why is he killing these people? It is kind of, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. It kind of takes you out of it. There's that whole you live vicariously through the slasher in all these 80s slasher movies. And I've said this the last time. Yeah, when you make your first victim two senior citizens who you but kill like for a protracted length of time. With a bulb. You stab an old lady with a bulb. My nephew just, he got up and walked out of the room. And he said, this is like, he's like, why did they do that? Right. It was kind of, yeah. And for Michael Myers to be that inventive, I thought was kind of strange too. Because well, he's kind of a one note killer where he's yeah, like, he breaks it and all that. That was a little disturbing to me. Now, I, now mind you. Every day that I would do, I was home this week working from home, so I would help my nephew this week with homework. I would put the movie on every day while he was doing his homework. Now, I will say I probably watched it one other time. Uh, if you watch it as a straight-up comedy, it might not be that bad of a movie. But I mean, like, you cannot take anything seriously that it is almost so woke that it's unwoke. Cause that's the other thing I found a little like they hit every demographic in this movie in terms of the victims you know, that, they, that he kills in, in terms you know, of everything. victims, like, you know, you have Casting, gay couple, yeah. you have, uh, you know, the, the finally have black characters in a horror movie that you didn't see in the seventies and they're the role reversal. You know, the woman has a high, a higher position in, in the, in her career, you know, which is sort of a joke. She, you know, they, they play a nurse and a doctor, but one is a nurse and a doctor in real life. They just reverse the roles. You, you just, it was almost too woke for me, like too, like, Oh wow. You're hitting every little cliche. That way you won't offend anyone. Meanwhile, you may be offending everyone. Um, I also thought one of the, I still don't understand this cop guy with the big, you know, the black dude with the big black 10 gallon hat. Right. It, this is like you Illinois, know, right? Why does where yeah. the entire mass hysteria, he's just sitting on the steps with his hat in his lap, all defeated. And that guy, he was sort of a major character from the last one. Cause I did, I, I, the, uh, the first one, the 2018 was on the other day and he, he has a, a fairly, I mean, it's a supporting role, but yeah, in this, you like, you, you don't even realize that's a, why is that guy wearing a cowboy hat? I still don't well, understand that's what that. I don't get it. He's but, a sheriff in this town where they all look like they have, you know the the the, that's, the tan outfits. That's the other thing. The uh, like that bar at the beginning of the movie. I mean, no one's gonna know this, but there's the movie Fairview Falls, written yes. by our, our 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 old friend and directed Glenn Glenn Baisley, right? It's a it's a shot on video movie that was what made in like the late '90s or early 2000s, and it eventually came out. You can get it on on Amazon, but we would always joke with Glenn. Because he has a bar, and the bar has, like, there's a mafioso in there, a hip-hop dude. It's a totally multicultural, spans generations uh, bar. Because it's a low-budget movie, and these were the people that he could, you know, you just threw them all in there. And, yeah, this bar in Halloween feels like that, right down to the bartender who sounds like he's from, like, the backwoods of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, Talks about the bat. Yeah, gives that story. Oh, 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 his, yeah. his, his father owned the place. It's been in his family for... His father owned it for 50 years. That guy was about 60. So the, the family's owned this bar for, I don't know, 100 years between the two of them. 
but it's Illinois. Like, so the, the guy's not from the back. I didn't, I, I mean, this is really nitpicking, but why did that guy have that accent? He was from that town. I didn't understand that. There was so much, so much weirdness about that, you know? And then, yeah, that you, you're introduced to Lonnie, right? Who I still say Lonnie's the, the best character in there. And, and a shout out to Lonnie, the actor who I'm not going to know his name, but I will say this. I, I started watching, uh, uh, Midnight Mass. It's like a TV show on Netflix. Okay. He's it's like it. a very Stephen King-ish movie. And I was like, man, this dude, whoever's in this this part, he's it's like a drunk, the town drunk. Robert Longstreet. Yeah, and I looked him up because I was like, this guy's awesome. And then it turns out he's Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie. He plays the town drunk in that. And I'm like, but he's so good in this TV show. All right, so all right, good, good. There's something about there's something about that guy, Robert Long. It's his eyes, man. It's he's got like he 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 was the most lived in character, but the most underwritten character too. Right, and they all like were. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the doctor, you know, the African American couple who you're introduced, and are they going to be the main characters? Nope. You know, there. I don't know. I, and it was just, it was so stupid to me. I just also, couldn't buy the, also, the nurse comes back. Rambling. The nurse comes back from who? You know, her <sighs> car got smashed yeah. in the first. That was just so. Also, uh, can we just stop the flashbacks? Right. Yeah, it's, I didn't. I didn't get that it. That got so damn confusing to oh, me. Okay, good. Yeah, because I don't know what was going on. Because it was like, you know, I guess you'd have to pay attention to the mask. You have to pay attention to, uh, you know, just uh, it just, you know, you're throwing a Doctor Loomis, a guy in a makeup. For a while, I thought it was CG, but it's a guy in a makeup. Can I just say though, and it was what? so weird looking yeah I, mean, I thought pictures of the makeup it looks good I, what was like, weird to me about that because everyone thought it was cgi and then people were like no it's actually makeup people are like oh wow but i don't mean to No, but there's a digital filter over it well or to me it just felt like the guy's performance was so weird and sort of wooden. probably wasn't as drunk as donald pleasant was <laughs> while filming the movie <laughs> right he was he kind of seemed like wait he, he, he seemed to be in halloween because he was getting divorced the, his performance as dr loomis was so bad it seemed animatronic yeah so uh, you know yes. that was my take on that i didn't care one way but i was like and that was unnecessary they didn't really have to do that you and know it, it also it threw me off because uh, i think the uh, pete holmes guy that you said the, the, like, yeah, doesn't look anything like Will Patton. No, and like I'm trying to explain this to a third grader. Like, no, uh, no, that's the guy from the first shot of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it, it got so confusing. Right. Yeah, and even yeah, the whole yeah, I don't even know why Will Patton's character was in this movie. That like that was completely ridiculous. Yeah, the, the plot is really a mess. Uh, so in, in my is pre- there a plot? That's the other well, thing, dude. It's just literally. It, I guess it's just, yeah. It doesn't yeah. move the story along at all. It's and just, everything that happens that night, other than him killing 32 people. Right, that was another other thing. Other than how, him killing 32 people that he just didn't need to kill. Well, that was, I don't know, I might have said this earlier or it was in the recording that I screwed up. I saw something on Twitter. I don't know who said it. They said Halloween oh. Kills is like an episode of The Simpsons where every main character or every ancillary character in town in Springfield is introduced and then killed by the end of the episode. That's exactly what this felt like. You get all these characters, oh, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, and it just it felt like Simpsons characters. Tonight. They were all kind of like a little clever and... And then, like somebody else said, and this was all over Twitter too. Like, how long was this night? It was like it felt like it went on for a year. You know, like there's just. And why did they all go to the hospital? Did well, somebody get hurt before? No, that what it, what I think it was because that's what I was just going to correct myself on because I couldn't understand that it, uh, when I watched it. 
uh, and I did the podcast and I was like, why, why were so many people going to the hospital? But I think maybe cause then it, it turned out that Michael Myers, uh, wasn't going for Jamie Lee Curtis, but I guess they thought he was going to show up there. Maybe they thought he was after Jamie Lee Curtis and she was at the hospital. Now, as I say that, I don't know. So I doubt myself. So I still don't completely comprehend why the entire town showed up at that hospital other than for the director to do that ridiculous, ridiculous mob scene. When I guess well, the actor yeah, it was like a Scooby Doo. It was like a Scooby Doo was... episode where like they get the wrong guy. Like, woo! but I guess like, like the way you say, if you look at it like a comedy, that that does make more sense. Well, to listen, me. dude, if I if I break it down, it's a comedy, man. Holy cow! You have you know, there's there's a lot of like anti like either gun stuff that goes wrong. You know, yeah, there seems to be a weird the, like the, yeah yeah gun control humorous stuff like that. There seems to be like. The guy that they mistakenly kill, like this innocent man, more I'm, or less. I'm trying to find criminal. Him. Uh, but you know, he's kind of goofy looking and but like, oh, duh. He's like, your you know. he's your stereotypical movie escaped mental patient. You're like yeah, going back to like, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. There's, he's like he's a right out of central casting. And I, I guess that actor passed, minutes. by the way. It, it, there's 20 minutes of them running up and down steps. Again and again. Right. And it's like, like it's a mad, mad, mad guy. world. Yeah, like it was such a joke. And then like what, whatever the, uh, the the daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is able to somehow vault to the to the front of that that mob. And but she's talking and um, it's just no, it's how many times does somebody say it's not him? She keeps mouthing that. That just it went on for a very long time and had no and, impact. I mean, the police have no. You know, I mean, was that a statement about police? Have they have no control over I the mob? I, you know, I, was it cancel culture? I was so. I, was it a comment on Twitter? I don't know what was it. The was it was it was it invoking the January sixth uh, uh, insurrection crap? I have no yeah. idea what was trying to be said there. It was insane. The, the the news when I first heard about this movie was uh, they were upset about killing firemen, which was the most ridiculous scene in the world. But how dumb. did you take that seriously? It was a moment of WWF for some one brief second. A guy starts a chainsaw. My nephew goes, oh, whoa, this is going to be awesome. And then he's like, wait a second. Why is he waiting? Why are the firemen waiting just, each time to go in? They're taking them out one by one. Tag teams. Yeah. yeah. Like where? And he's like, where's the guy with the chainsaw? Just chop Michael Myers <laughs> up with a chainsaw. Throw it at he, him. He kept bringing up logic in the middle of the movie. He'd be like, well, why doesn't they just do this? Like, why don't they just do this to kill Mike? And I'm like, dude, stop asking these questions. Like they're, you're not. He's like, but it doesn't make any sense. That's, that's interesting. Cause yeah. Cause that's, I was, I was completely confused uh by the movie even thinking about it i mean it's been a week since i saw it totally also, forgettable a lot of complaints about the any rob zombie movie is his use of cameos right uh i found this one almost just as distracting because all the cameos were people of comedy right yeah it was you know big strange. john and little john big john and little john were well, one was in mad tv the other was in Righteous Gem, I believe. Yeah, it's Righteous Gems. I, he's the bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I figured that out afterward because he's pretty good. I, they, I mean, they're all like decent, but they're they're comedic. You know, they're heavy they're comedic actors. Over the top. Yeah, and right. they're over they're, the top. Yeah. Like you know, Big John and Little John. I mean, it's either the greatest scene for gay the gay movement or the worst scene for gay the gay movement. 
because it, I didn't get it at all. I, I, like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, John what was Big John? What are we supposed to be laughing at? I, the, I didn't know if I should laugh. I didn't know. You know, they didn't seem like I real seen, people. You know, like and then what also I didn't get like just in terms of gay or not that scene where they have that long discussion with the kids where it's kind of like what yeah. where they, where the kids try to they try to scare the kids I was like what why why is this happening also, they would be arrested for that <laughs> if the cops weren't chasing Michael Myers I would have went home and been like yo these two weirdos well, and then the kids broke into his house they just went to yeah. his house that was yeah. I don't know I didn't get those two guys at all. Uh, I didn't get him, and I thought like, all right, this is the one thing Danny McBride wrote. Like, this is this is the the total Danny McBride scene. So I kind of thought yeah, that was straight up comedy. You know, as I as like I think about those characters and sort of how bizarre they were, I'm thinking of like Will Ferrell's character in Eastbound and Down as the car, yeah. the owner of the car dealership. Like, yes, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, this movie had that kind of vibe because they were kind of like that. They were like sketch characters, kind of like. Dude, they didn't make any sense at all because did, they weren't exactly. Like, did they, they just improvise over- their dialogue? I wonder. Yeah. You know, I wonder, man. Because yeah, it doesn't. They don't feel like they're from those characters. Were they even written? Like, did they? Ju- did they just show up? Is that like in the original script? The, the like the way that they act and their names, or do those guys just get together and be like, hey, let's let's like it? It does have a sketch. The now that I think about it, it has a sketch comedy feel. Each one of those, see, even even the uh, the first, the opening scene with the other dude, you guy guy you just said, Lenny Clark. Yeah, that was like every scene was like a vignette. Right. Like it was just like it a little feel, yeah. scene. And, you know, then you went to the bar and there was a little vignette and you meet those people. And then, you know, you go and do this. So you had the girl from uh, the Housewives show was in it or whatever, who was in the original, you know, like you had the kids that were the, uh, the oh, yeah, I completely forgot about masks. the woman who goes and hides under the bridge. But I don't know what, what was, yeah. what was all that about? I mean, just because they could get her back in the movie. Like that's what I'm saying. This whole movie was fan service. It was fan. Like, like listen, what, what fans I, even wanted that this. though? You know what I mean? I don't. I just feel. I because, mean, I'm not. Dude, there's people that watch these movies that we aren't like. We like the first Halloween because, it, like you said in in your review last week, the original Halloween is a great movie. It's a very well made movie. It just can't. That movie can't be made anymore. Mm-hmm. And what upsets me more about a movie like this and people that love and keep this franchise going. I mean, dude, this should have been done after part two. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it didn't need, yeah. but you know, I don't like stupid movies. I mean, I love stupid movies. I love dead heat, but geez, there's just no reason for this movie franchise to keep going. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I did feel that that was probably my strongest reaction in the days after seeing <laughs> it and the days after posting the podcast, all I could think was, I, I just don't. Why are we still making Halloween movies? We it's been re, like, rebooted a hundred times. Me. It infuriates me because we mentioned our buddy Glenn. I'm sure Glenn either loved this movie and he definitely went out and saw it. Right. It, it frustrates me because for every independent filmmaker, everybody that's trying to get a movie made, they might have that ingenious idea that was Halloween. Because that's all. Like that first Halloween. Yeah groundbreaking story too because it was so simple there is another film out there that is not michael myers that could be similar to it borrowing from it changing this changing that you know it's we're never going to see that because society as we are 
we're never going to let that movie get made because we just want to see the 18th, 19th sequel to whatever franchise movie. Yeah. It's, I, I don't blame. I mean, Hey, I don't blame Marvel. I don't blame the Halloween filmmakers. I blame us, man. The it same is like, yeah, that we have a turn off the news. If we don't want to hear it, that, that live on Facebook too much. Like we're, we have to want better. Yeah. If you think about it, not wanting better, the, the way they've, you know, once upon a time, okay, Rob Zombie made Halloween, right? Or he remade it, and that was a big deal, and it hadn't been done. You know, it was uh, fresh, whatever. You know, but in that, normal it's not time, even wasn't that long ago though. Well, that's what I—that's my point. It used to be, it could be twenty years, maybe it would happen again. But now we just we just do it again immediately. The Spider-Man movies, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I the mean, Sam dude, Raimi stuff. Being through, yeah, Sam Raimi. We, it's crazy. I was it's crazy. We were in our twenties when that came out. You right. know what I'm trying to say, yeah, like, the Spider-Man thing's been done three times now. Like, three it's times. Just, it's just, and that, and that's what I like. Like this Halloween stuff. That I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. I do feel I've like I've never liked the sequels. I remember liking part two as a kid, but I was a kid, you know? Sure, but we're kids. You know, and I've liked, you know, I've seen them all. So I've watched them all. I mean, I just don't, I don't know who Lonnie is because I don't watch him every day. Right. You know? um, And I've never watched, I've never really gone back and watched the Halloween sequels. I just don't, why? What's the purpose of that? Like, you know, I don't need to see I just never thought they were great movies. They were cash grabs. Right. And maybe, and the way I feel Halloween kills is it's a cash grab with a better cast, a better budget, a better director. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed because I expect more from this director. Right. Yeah. It's, it's maybe it's a step above those sequels, but it also kind of, it has the same kind of vibe, the same forgettable vibe as all those sequels. I mean, you got me that book. uh, What's it called? Uh, Taking shape, taking shape. Yeah. Really good. Uh, behind the scenes of all those movies, like I, I think it ends with with the Rob Zombie, the Rob Zombie, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, each one of them is like they're just pure profit machines. You know what I mean? They're just like, how can we make this as cheap as possible? You know, every 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 chapter in that book is like, well, we had this great idea, but then we had to change it at the last we, second because we couldn't. Exactly. We, you know, it's like, okay, it's like you know the injured football player. I could have made the NFL, but you know, I blew out my knee in tenth grade. It's like, okay, whatever. And I just again, uh, I, it it upsets me that we just keep making it and we're not again. letting a new movie get made. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about Halloween? I mean. If you do watch it, go in it thinking it's a comedy, and I think you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, I wonder if I if I watch it again, if I'd appreciate it. Oh, more I, like I will that. watch this movie. It will play when I go to do work again because I think it's hilarious now. Did, it does uh, not make any sense. What about? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like we were going to have Matt Masto on, but he couldn't do it. I don't know if he's seen it. I'm, I'm wondering what some of our other uh, contemporaries. I know Larry I think Dwyer. Our contemporaries, like oh, I think Matt probably is in the same similar boat that we are he doesn't why is it made you know that type of thing yeah because larry dwyer gave it a, a pretty negative <laughs> review on the horror news network uh I, I i think john amenta didn't like it either you know from pine of comics they just posted theirs but I didn't get they just posted they have a new one out too they did they halloween did two. kills they're, yeah they're doing two they did two on it already or they're doing I, I got kind of confused. I don't know. I, I know they did Halloween Resurrection. I started to listen to some of that, but I, I, there's only so much stew I can take. Stew World Order. He gets a little. His opinions are so insane. I just get angry. Or I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do work, and I'm instead I'm getting distracted by listening to Stew's insane opinions. But uh, 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to this thing. I, I guess it's those. I mean, I guess it's like all movies. Everyone makes a big deal of it for a week and a half, and that's it. Next and then in ten years, over. it'll be you know revered by the kids that are ten now. Um, you know, and just real quick because the new movie out that I don't think I'll see, but you watched it, Dune. Dune, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so I'll talk about. I mean. I mean, I watched the whole thing. It, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's a big, blu- big budget, a big budget, uh, you know, like totally on the table Hollywood blockbuster movie. It, it takes itself very seriously. You know, it's, uh, it's cerebral, you know, but is it the godfather of science fiction movies? I, I, it didn't grab me that way. Uh, okay. Because it's trying, it's 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 setting itself up as. A, did you watch any of it? Did you like? Did you? I watched first thirty minutes, and I was like, ah, I'm not into this. Well, okay. And spoiler, if you hadn't seen, I'll I'll, I'll just tell you, like, it, this is part one, right? So there's no ending to this movie. It's not like it's it's it sets itself up as this epic, but the entire movie is just a setup. It introduces a bunch of characters who are killed like off. Okay, you know okay. what I mean. It's kind of like so. You're really at the end of it. You're like, oh, like if this one, be- if this wins Best Picture or something like that, I'm gonna. I don't understand how that's possible because it's not a complete movie. Okay. I mean, the special effects are incredible. Uh, all the performances are pretty good. And the only thing I'll say is Jason Momoa. I, I, okay. I, 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 I'll, I, I'd wager money that. I don't know, 15, 20 years when people go back and watch this, this Dune. I mean, Jason Momoa is going to stick out like a sore thumb because the guy is the same in every movie. He's not an actor. He's just, maybe he's just maybe in Game of, Thro- uh, Game of Thrones, he was a little different because he was grunting and not, but he always just, he always just has like that twinkle in his eye and he's always like ready to just kind of, hey, what's up, bro? Like he's very bro-y. Yeah. And, you know, in a futuristic uh, you know, this movie's Bros to, don't live in the future. Yeah, it kind of yeah. takes you out of it. Yeah, he's just supposed to be a badass fighter, but it's like, don't give him any dialogue and like tell him to stop smirking because he just seems like a character who steps out of 2021. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. he's just not a good actor. Or maybe it's just I don't I don't believe him, but whenever he's on the screen, I'm like, it just it just takes me right out. Also, like, and, and this is a weird one too. I mean, you know, it's this very heavy movie, right? It's supposed to be this uh this take on religion and, you know, societies and politics and all that and, and racism to some extent. Right. But, uh, let me speak. What's that guy's name? Who's now in every movie. Uh, Isaac? Josh Brolin. Well, Josh- oh, I, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac. Okay. He, he's another one. Like he's always very good. He's good in this, but there's this scene right at the beginning where he is this, you know, this ruler of half a galaxy, right? Whatever. He rules a whole planet from what I understand, right? That's, that's a big deal. The house of whatever. And like the, 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 there's the people above him, the, the, the emperor type people, whatever they are. They're like, oh, you got to go and take over this other planet. And it's very like formal and all this. And then he says something like, so, so that's it. So he just totally, I don't know if he improvised that line, but it just seems like, oh, why would that guy, it doesn't seem like there would be like a little comic relief at that, at that moment. Yeah. He does his little Oscar Isaac wink. And there's a couple, there's a little bit of that in this movie. It's not like, it's not necessarily funny, but it just kind of takes you out of the whole, uh, the world they're, they're, they're trying to establish. And also 
and really, guys, I didn't think we were going to talk about this, so I haven't thought about this too much. Well, we'll come back like, to it, but I just, you, you know, wanted to get your quick. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good movie, but I it's it's not it didn't change my life. It's not The Godfather, you know, because it, I just don't. It's it might. I'm just not a sci-fi guy. I mean, I love Star Wars, but well, that's like my sci-fi ness. Well, that's know? what and I'm going to say. Of, like, you know, I guess the book was written in 1957. I mean, obviously, George Lucas borrowed heavily from a lot of stuff, yeah. and I would assume Dune as well, because a lot, that's, that's one thing about this movie. I know it, they've been trying to make it forever, and it's like a sci-fi uh, masterpiece in the world of people who are really into sci-fi. If, if you're just a casual fan, this movie seems very familiar. If you've seen Star Wars... Okay. All the all the uh, all the themes. It's all. Yeah, but it's, it's heavier than Star Wars, and I guess I like the lightness it, of Star Wars. Right, and it, but it's like the same. It's the same theme. It's the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. They're all kind of the. There's a sameness to them. So there's nothing out of this story that jumped out, other than that they, you know, the visuals and they and and the director like gives it its due. But at this at the end of the day, I was like, okay, it never went anywhere. It just the movie the, the entire movie whatever it is two and a half hours it you're kind of like when is this movie going to start and at the end of the movie it doesn't feel like the movie started there's no great you know and the other thing I can't this is probably just I'll get killed for this but it's this futuristic society they blow up stuff they can travel and do all this kind of crazy stuff and magic and but they fight with swords <laughs> just kinda, <laughs> like they're just always sword fighting they're, the I don't I, fighting. I don't understand that it introduces some cool stuff. Like if they have these shields, these body shields, where you know if you, if they get hit, uh, red means they're getting hurt. But uh, after a while, I just like didn't under, even understand how those were working. I was like, wait, are they, how come everyone's dying so easily? I thought they have this protective invisible armor. But anyway, yeah, it, it's a good movie. A but cameo? huh? The Sting make a cameo? No, no, I don't. That's oh, what I, I was like. Where's the Sting character? But you know who's who's great in it, and he's only in it, you know, like two scenes is uh what's his name from no country not josh brolin josh brolin's fine i bet mean, it's Javier Bardem. yes man that he comes in and you're he's just like he comes in and it's like he seems like this dude who's from this world where josh brolin i'm sorry like and and uh 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 what's his name aquaman they don't they just don't feel like they inhabit this world the kid does the kid works i thought his mom's really interesting because you don't know that the dynamic between the kid and the mom is really i, I read a review and they said what is all the press with uh, Zendaya when it should be Timothy Chalamet and the mother? Right. Yeah. Like they, they said, the mother's incredible. Yeah. She's yeah. You don't like, yeah, she's very, she's, she's pretty interesting. Like the, her character is very interesting. Cause you don't know which way is she going. And my other major problem with the movie is like, there are, it is stuffed with, he has visions, right. And he doesn't know if the vision is going to come true or not, you know, but like he keeps having the vision of the, the, the uh, that actress Zendaya, whatever her name is, like it, it feels like it happens seventy times, and you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. okay, all right, oh, he's having, I'll watch he's it. having another vision, okay. <laughs> After all, you're just bored by it, you know. So again, like you know, so it's not the Godfather. I also, I also want to recommend uh, Cop Shop. When, on a later episode, I want when it comes down in price, I want us to uh, watch that. I have wanted to it's see good. that. But every, all it's the other Carnahan's new movie—they've all walked away from it, though. Did you read it? Did you read the controversy oh. about that stuff? No. Okay, so yeah, I guess they took it out of Carnahan's hands, so he's disavowed it. And Grillo, who I get, who stood up for uh, Carnahan, refused to do press for it. He says it's not the. It's, there's a better movie, and and that's not it. 
So well, I didn't hate it, so I'd love to see the new one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that I love the the Frank Grillo Joe Carnahan partnership that's happening is getting completely ignored. But, and also, uh, I'm glad it's happening. Sense, you remember how like the uh, the new Fangoria guy, that Dallas guy, wanted to make like movies that aren't getting made, you know? Yeah. The, because of the, you know, they make more right wing movies. I would argue that Joe Carnahan's making those movies, or, or right. not right. I know what you're saying. Movies, he, he's make, he's like, making good like, hard movies without without being an a hole and saying it. Oh yeah, this is right yeah. wing. Right. Yeah. He's, like right. you know, these are he's making action dumb action movies that are you know what we grew up on. Right. Like no yeah. better, no worse. This is a wall like Cop Shop is a Walter Hill meets early John Carpenter. I got to see that because it did. I, when I saw just the name, I was like, "Oh, this looks good." And then I saw that guy Grillo, and then it was Carnahan directed. I was like, "I got, I got yeah, to see that." It's, so. it's dumb, dude, but it's it's fun. Uh, maybe they'll come out. They'll maybe they'll do the. Maybe we can get the Snyder cut. We'll do the the uh, whatever oh, the Carnahan dude, would, cut. That would be awesome if they would do that for with the nine people. Who, like. who, and I don't think anyone what was that last one on Hulu that they released. Uh, the yeah, Reaper boss review. level or boss level. Boss level. Like that. that was great. Yeah. Actually, I'd rather watch a boss level than Dune. That I didn't do is going to be Old Henry, and I the the previews for that look amazing. It is Tim Blake Nelson. He's a cowboy. A guy comes into town hurt. They bring in a guy who has like money or something, and then Stephen Dorff shows up looking for him. And it seems that Old Henry, the Tim Blake Nelson character. It's sort of like he's unforgiven. He's like Clint Eastwood from Unforgiven. Okay. He's raising his family, but if you screw him over, he can become that old gunslinger again. He's a killer machine. Yeah, and you know Tim Blake Nelson from you know like your you know uh, No Country. Uh, he's not old. Uh, old brother, we're out there. Yeah, he's, he's always he's a goofy looking guy. Yeah, that's why I, I can't picture him as the Clint Eastwood. Uh, dude, he's got the big huge beard. He looks awesome. Like, he's like a little. So he looks like one yeah, of those well, guys. He, but he, I guess he's a killer. Oh, that's pretty and good. it's a Western, so it looks, it's, uh, you can rent it right now on Amazon. And it's, like, affordable. It's not, like, expensive. But that's, gotta, like, my goal is to get some work done this week and watch that. I got to check that out. The only, I watched, uh, I got, or I caught up. I guess the episode seven will premiere next Friday. The uh, Foundation, which is another heady cerebral science fiction thing on Apple TV. That's not bad. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like The Expanse. I tried to watch The Expanse for a while, then eventually gave up. But uh, I also watched the Brittany Murphy documentary, which is uh, pretty I insane. Could, I couldn't watch that, yeah. It's good, but it's, it, I mean, it just good, comes yeah. down to she got, you know, mixed up with just a, a con man douchebag, you know? It's just, that that's yeah. the whole story. There's no, there's no mystery. Like, she just, whatever. It's just, Ugh. it's lame, you know? But uh, watch the other thing that uh, that it was really tough to watch. Four hours in whatever January. Yeah, whatever. I started yeah. that this morning. I can't watch it. I, I can't watch the January sixth stuff. I was I was getting too angry. I would walk away and then come back and then walk away. It's it, it's you know it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, the whole thing's crazy. Yeah, and then you just I don't know. I mean the whole day. I mean, should we? Did you watch the Chappelle special? The last I did, it, but I'm gonna just say this: I only watched it because of your stuff. I, I, I don't know, man. I did not like his last couple. Four. I just thought like <laughs> I, I did not. 
and I liked, I mean, did I laugh during this last one? Yeah, I laughed a bunch of times, but I don't know, man. I It's hard for me to take him a little seriously because he's, like, ripping apart people. Like, he brought up the Me Too movement. And he goes, well, this is how I would have ch- done something different. Yeah. And it's like, well, I walked away. I would have, like, you know, like, you don't know these people weren't, you know. When he walked away from Comedy Central for doing something that he didn't feel appropriate, he already had tons of money. I don't get, I didn't even understand his point there where he's like <laughs> uh, something about, yeah, he's lecturing about Me Too and how it should have been handled, but he doesn't explain how yes. it should have been handled. But he points out that he walked away from Comedy Central. But Like if you yeah. don't like things, like, you yeah. can walk away from things. That's what he, that's his whole while, point. I didn't even understand what he was trying to say there. Like what? I mean, that's the way I took it. Like because he's does telling he, those Look, I got a, I had a truckload of money and they offered me another truckload of money and I refused that truckload of money. Oh, good. You're, my problem with that whole special and he's been becoming this more and more is that, look, I, I love stand-up comics. I listen to a ton of, you know, podcasts with stand-up comics, but they're not philosophers. We, you know, he oh, is so, talk about smell your own farts. To me, it's 90 minutes of he's very serious and he's just lecturing us. I don't want to be lectured by Dave Chappelle or really any stand-up no, comic. No, and like, that's the thing. Like, I don't even, I can laugh at a joke, whatever political leaning it is. It right. doesn't matter. He kind of says a joke, but then he almost like tells you why that joke is funny. He's over, yeah, he explains, he explains everything. And then he, like, his, the, whole, the whole episode is, oh, oh uh, trans people got pissed off last time and, and, and called me some names. And then his whole, the whole special is talking about enough already. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. That's what, like, I put it on my Facebook page. I was like, look, he's become obsessed with this one topic, the way Lenny Bruce was uh, obsessed with, you know, he was being persecuted, the First Amendment. I mean, I would say, like, Lenny Bruce's obsession was a little healthier. I don't understand why Dave Chappelle can't shut up about trans people. We un, we get it, also, dude. Just shut up. Just, well, just I, I shut up about it. He's into that sexually. Like, just that's think, what I think. I mean, he just goes on. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And he gets a little gross, too. Like, I don't know how many, like, all the, you know, raunchy's fine. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'll listen to Andrew Dice Clay, who's going to be in Bridgeport at the uh, at the end of this month. But, like, I don't know. He's Dave Chappelle. He's, 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 he's one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. And that's not a, to me, it's not a very funny episode. It's just not a funny special. And it's like, you put it on what you, I put that on Facebook and what happens? Somebody's like, well, the audience knew what they were getting and they make it all like you, they just, no, I don't, I'm not talking about whether you're offended. I'm not talking about cancel culture. I'm not talking about whether you agree with Dave Chappelle's point of view, you moron. I'm saying it's not funny. I'm saying That's like the, the guy is, he's had one subject. It could, I don't care what the subject is, but it's all he talks about. And it's not, it's yeah. just like, it, it, it can't carry a Netflix special. You know, I used I just, to watch a Dave Chappelle show and I'm, now I'm laughing like four or five times. Good laughs sometimes, but I can remember like the minute it started, you didn't stop. You know what I mean? You just yeah. laughed the whole damn time. Even, I'm not digging that. His whole energy is different. Like everything about the guy is just his whole delivery has changed. He's just. I think it's it, like you make a good point because I'm. And maybe he's the philosopher. Me, yeah, you introduced me to a lot more podcasts, and now I'm seeing like it's definitely like some people are saying, "Well, no, we need to be." You know, there, there's a difference between not being canceled because of what you're saying 
but also also being funny and doing good at your job. And it seems like he's defending himself so much. Yeah. Um, I Hugely mean, listen, defensive. Also, if, if you don't like, I also don't understand like, dude, just come up with a new routine, like come up with something different rather than spark an old controversy. Yes. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. It's a continuation of his last. It's just, it's, I don't know. I was shocked. All I, all I know is if you don't like something and this is the problem we have, I don't know why people can't turn it off, but when the guy, doesn't stop i get it like it gets annoying it's like yeah you know what i mean like and he just he's beating a dead horse and i mean the special starts i I can't believe like no one's or maybe they have but i mean the special starts it's someone sifting through their dave Chappelle comedy like their vinyl collection of dave Chappelle comedy special all from netflix it's that's what yeah and they're all been from like they've been within the last decade and i just found that so pretentious i'm like what and it didn't seem like it was going for he's just become an artist and it's like just be funny man just you know you make good i don't know if he was less pretentious uh and and less philosophical like like, stop lecturing me he would tell a yeah, joke, preachy, yeah. and then he would be like, this is exactly why I'm right, and the other side that disagrees and, with me is wrong. And that's where I was just like, all right, you, that took me right out of it. And then, like, the way they lit the audience, like it's, <laughs> you know, usually every comedy special ever, the audience can't be seen, right? Maybe they'll throw a light on them. You can see the first couple of rows. But in this, there you can see their reactions. The whole, which is of course, like somebody else on Facebook was like, "Well, the the people in the audience were laughing." I'm like, "Yeah, you don't think that was by design the way it was lit?" Because he's he's such a he's a, he's the biggest comedy. He's the biggest stand up comedy uh, person, the big stand up comic, you know, in, in in the last thirty years. So of course, you go see him in person, and he's billing it as his last. Net, you, you're going to laugh easy. That's the whole you thing know, about. Yeah, he's no. at that level where. I mean, I- he just walks into. He just walks on stage. At a comedy show, huh? You always laugh more at a comedy. Right. Well, yeah, they're seeing. There's, but they, they. But my point is, like the the director and Chappelle, I guess they purposely light the audience so you can see how in love they are with him, which just yeah. struck me as weird. It just struck me as yeah, and of course they're they're going to be laughing. They're they're seeing Dave Chappelle in person. Like, of course, there's an energy there, but it was just seemed so. The whole thing seemed like ego. It's just like every Netflix documentary that a celebrity makes about themselves, including yes. Kevin Hart, Jim Carrey. Where this seems like this stand-up comic version of that, where it's like I don't know, you know. Uh, and the other thing, I can't believe on my all my Facebook friends didn't realize they don't know Andrew Dice Clay never went away. I, I don't, Right? Did you read some of that? I, this is getting I really saw weird. that. People like, are like, was he still doing those stupid jokes he did about... Uh, I'm, I'm like, Nerd, like, Andrew Dice Clay never went away. He's become the most like... He's one of those respected stand-up comics. But I thought what you said, he's a comics comic. Yeah, he really... Like, you know. like, he's one of those guys that is revered by everybody. Everyone has a Dice story. Love him? Yeah, love him or hate him. You, you can't like deny the yeah. guy had a huge influence. And that stand-up and, you know, comedy crap. Besides his nursery rhymes, he's known for plenty of other stuff. Well, yeah, he's had a whole resurgence of acting over the last couple of yeah. years. But yeah, I it mean, just strikes me. Wasn't he almost nominated for an Oscar for uh, some Woody Allen movie? I think so. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, he's embraced his baldness. Right, he's half blind. I mean, come on, he's 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 Andrew Dice Clay. It is kind of funny though, like. You know, Norm Macdonald, his YouTube stuff was—I mean, oh. talk about offensive. 
I mean, I don't. It's like it's it's like half the world. This is what's wrong with me, man. I go to sleep every night with Norm Macdonald in the background now. Oh, and they've they've polled. I mean, Netflix polled like the majority of that that podcast he was doing right before he got the Netflix special. But I mean, you can find compilations where it's like you know talk about stuff that'll get you canceled and this was only a couple of years ago it's just yeah, it's weird is... to me like somehow gilbert godfried and norms sort of they never they never got canceled but uh, no, i mean but no. dice has never gotten over what he did in 1986 that 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 there's a big part of the mainstream audience that just views him as as still being that guy i don't know where i'm going with that but i just thought it was well also uh, i think it's dice was probably more so like he made national headlines, whereas Saturday like a Gilbert Lives. or, an, well, yeah, all that, and he was just such a popular comic, but for such abrasive stuff. Yeah, where yeah, you Gilbert's know, like always Gil- kind of yeah, unless you were listening to Howard and, Stern. And here's the other thing, yeah, no one knows Gilbert. No one knows the Gilbert that you saw like in the comedy store, or like in the comedy cellar, or on Stern. Like no one, you know, they right. saw him do those little clips. You know, they didn't see him do what's that famous joke uh, that they made that whole movie, the aristocrat. The aristocrat, but yeah, that I mean, that's yeah. tame compared to like the stuff he would do yeah. on Howard Stern. Yeah, you know? and it's all just sort of it's out there, but there I don't know. A, if you can find Gilbert Godfrey talks to uh, Amy Heckerling's housekeeper, look that <laughs> up on YouTube. It is incredible, incredible, offensive, wrong, and everything. But it's Gilbert, and you. Can't help but laugh. Yeah, the guy's got a quick mind. Speaking of offensive, I was listening uh, like uh, Anthony Cumia, formerly of the ONA show, Opie and Anthony. Yeah, he had this clip. It was on YouTube because I don't. I mean, I don't subscribe or watch his uh, that network. But uh, he was talking about how old movies are, are like not as. He went off on the French Connection. It was really disappointing because he's like, you know, the French Connection is viewed as this great action movie, and it was boring, and nothing happens. He just went on and on about how I was just like, dude, like French Connection is like the first cop procedural. You know, Gene Hackman's great in it. Roy Scheider's never great seen in it. the movie. I guess he hadn't seen it in a long time. He's older than us. Well, but I, know I guess that's he, one. Yeah, he. I guess he hadn't seen it in a long time. But it was just like, dude, come on. It was a terrible opinion, but uh, luckily all the like the Cretans that are on his uh, YouTube page didn't agree with him. They're like, "What are you talking about? It's not a, it's not an action movie. It's still a good movie." But it's like, "Come on, we got to rally around it. You can't, you can't, we can't start revising history and say that the French Connection is not a good movie." Eh. All right, this was this one about double. I meant to, uh, this should be a half hour, so I guess we should all stop. Right. I got to try to upload it tonight. So, all right, I will so share as well. For uh, uh, the mobile horror, comp- no, for the insufferable, no, bastards. insufferable bastards. Yeah, I haven't been feeling well. It's uh, Carlos Danger, and that's Brian Spears, and we'll see you next time. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna f up. Hey, the dump. Hey, did you hear it? I, I guess I messaged you. I had on uh, Matt and uh, Larry Dwyer for my day podcast. It. Oh, that's why right, you were in there. So, did you hear the, yeah. the bad words that went off went over the air? Or did you? No. Uh, okay. Who did it? I played a clip from. Uh, oh.
the movie. And I, but I, you know, this beep. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't go through. It. it doesn't go to Facebook. So you can't use that on Zoom. So it was like the C word. It was so bizarre. I guess we're st I'm still recording. But uh, it was the episode about uh, the trauma double feature that Larry was having. And uh, I listened to like 90% of it. Yeah. And Matt was talking about Mondo Creepy, which was really good. It was, it was actually the movie. they. But I saw I, I played a clip from the movie. And yeah, that bad language went right through. So I immediately took it down and uh, had to re-upload it censored. But it was it was kind of hilarious because neither of them said, nobody said like, whoa, because I told them before, I was like, whoa. look guys, please don't curse. Whatever you do, please don't yeah. curse. It's just annoying. It's more work for me. Please don't curse. And then I play that and there was this <laughs> awkward silence afterward. But I'm just like, what? what? I had no idea. So I, I go through no the rest of the broadcast thinking that I had edited it out and I had not, and nobody told me. So, and the other oh. thing that was happening in the Facebook comments, every time somebody wrote porn, it would just, Facebook would automatically hide it. Yeah, I guess that's because I guess you mentioned that. And then we were talking about renting porn. Yeah. Or, or being a yeah. clerk, renting porn to people, but all right, now, now, now we're done. <laughs>